Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Network Show, where today we're going to talk all things tennis, and not just tennis, women's tennis, women's French Open, folks. Joining me, as always, from the other side of the country, Mr. Astaire. I already saw you earlier. We talked about India. I know how you're doing, and you know the folks saw us last week, but they haven't seen John in forever. John, how are you? Looking good there in your maple leaves blue. Are we ready? How the maple leaves yes, going to do? Yes, we are. Make it out of Canada. We're going to win it tonight. We're going to end the series. I like that. That sounds very good. We've got a lot to cover. We'll jump right in. Again, we'll do the women's draw today. We'll be back tomorrow at some point to do the men's draw. Of course, we'll start with the first quarter. Ashley Barty is our one seed. Svitolina, the seed down there at the bottom. As I look kind of through here, the middle, there's some interesting names. You've got Putin Savin Jabor. That'll be a fun first-round match. Coco Goff is in here. Um, local player Fiona Farrow's in there. Um, Carlos Suarez Navarro spread. You're, um, you know, I guess back. you guys went to like high school together or something. Um, <laughs> have the same haircut too. That's true. You have the same haircut. Mahova's <laughs> playing in here. Alexandrova. Some fun names, but at the end of the day, I think it comes down to Ashley Barty. I think she's going to be a big favorite the whole way through here. Her first tough match should be Coco Goff. There, if she wins that. She's in the quarterfinals. You're looking at Mahova. You're looking at you know maybe Krejcikova. You know maybe Svitolina's there. She's played very well, but I think Barty advances out of this quarter. I saw you shake your head, John. So tell me how that doesn't happen. Uh, no, I shook my head at Coco is going to be the first test. Um, uh, I, I don't think that's owned. the first test for Barty. Um, yeah, no. I, I honestly don't <laughs> think she has. I don't know if she's going to be tested until the quarterfinal at all, to be honest. Um, and if she is, it's like I, I think if Carolyn Mahova is at 100% and in form, that could be a, a fairly stern test, especially on the clay. Um, didn't she, Wasn't she the one that took her out of the Aussie? And the conditions that probably favored Barty a bit more, and now you've 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 put Mahova on clay. I think that that could that could happen again if Carolina's healthy. But I don't. We don't. We don't know. She hasn't played much on the clay this season. I think there was one tournament she looked pretty decent. I think it was Madrid. Um, picked up a couple of wins, so that was a positive. Other than that, I don't see many other people challenging her here. And you know, you look at some of the odds here. Of course, Mahova. I'm seeing right around forty to one. Barty's the second favorite at four and a half to one. Those numbers all look just about right to me. I think you're right, John. I'd like to attack Mahova in some way, but I think one of the themes here, there's going to be a couple players we wait and see for a match or two, and I think she's going to be one of them. See how healthy she looks because I'm not worried about her beating Pekovic or you know the winner of qualifier Zhang. You know, there's a couple qualifiers there that might be interesting, but we'll wait and see how that goes. What do you think about this first quarter spread? Anybody else stand out to you? Yeah, there's two names that stood out to me, and these are players that we – traditionally right off when it's this time of year and because we say oh they just don't get it done at the slams they get it done at the thousands right and that's jorge's favorite svitolina and um pliskova two players that have shown they can do it and then for whatever reason their level of play seems to diminish right around the quarterfinals and the semifinals right um we talked before we went on about this being a a great tournament for young players to, to break out. And that's probably what ends up happening to some young person we can't even predict right now ends up breaking out. But if there's any year for these two to go ahead and turn it around and, and turn around that narrative around their inability to get it done, it's it's this year and it's this draw. We talked about this being the least wide open field since we started doing this podcast. I agree with that. Maybe one of those two get it done because they both definitely have the talent. And just because of their Grand Sam failures, we're kind of overlooking them. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of value there. Yeah, I agree. Again, I think there's going to be – those matches will be more fun in the bottom section, but at the end of the day, yeah, you look at some of those numbers, Fidelina's in the 20s. 
you know, Krejcikova, I'm not sure exactly what her number is. She's in the 80s, I'm seeing, you know, but her coming off a long week with a tough spot in that draw. Pliskova, let's see, what was the Pliskova number? That one did not stick out to me when I was looking through earlier. She Again, she's in the 40 to 1. I, I don't know. What do you think, John? I'd want a little better than those numbers. I think when you when you look at long weeks, I'm not as sure they're as impactful at slams because they're going to get the Tuesday match if they play till a Sunday. Like if Barbara Krejcikova wins tomorrow and, and plays the Strasbourg final, the travel's not bad. And of course, she'll get the Tuesday as her, her day one. Unless, like you would think they would try it. I know it's by half too, right? So I can't, I, I don't want to say that with, you know, any kind of definitive, in any kind of definitive way. But even if she has to play the Monday, they'd have her as one of the last day session matches or uh, if they she got a night uh, session somewhere, I, I doubt it, but she could, right? Uh, I don't know. And then you get days off between every match. So I'm not, I'm not sold on that. And it's actually why I like her at 200 to one, by the way, for like a few dollars. Most of my only outrights, I think today are, are going to be a few bucks on a, a couple of really long shots. And that's one of them. I think she's building up form this week. I think she looks really good. I think she's got a good chance to win in Strasbourg and carry that confidence and form uh, into Roland Garros. So yeah, I do think that uh, I, I'm not as big on that narrative in these spots. I think in, single week events, it's a lot more, um, you can use it to your advantage a lot more. Yeah, having, you're right, every other day off makes a big difference. And I didn't know the 200 to one existed, but I just found that. And I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one. That's can be. Let's do it. Let's number. do it. Yeah. All right, guys, any other thoughts about the first quarter? Jump into the second. Would you say this is the quarter that's most likely to have the winner? It's this quarter or the next one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this half. It's this half. Yeah, is I, you know, the, sure. the winner's almost certainly coming out of this half. <laughs> Henko is our is up here at the top with our seed Kenan. We'll get to her shortly. The big name down here, Swiatek. She's the eight seed. We do have Muguruza. Um, you know, Elise Mertens is here. Some other names kind of in the middle. But spread. We'll let you take it away here. Break down this quarter for us. How do you see it going? And how much money should we be betting on Ostapenko to win the French Open? <laughs> yeah, I mean, n not that much, but I do want to thank the tennis gods or whoever engineered this draw, right? Little David Stern home cooking there. This is the best draw that Penko's got for a while. I'm so excited. You know, the best thing you want in these tournaments, right? If you have to play a seed, you want to play one of these hardcore specialists on clay, right? That And Sophia Kennan, she's got a great matchup there. Obviously, Kennan can win because Penko can lose to anybody, but I really like this path for her. I think that she should be able to beat Blinkova. Um, then you'll most likely get a, a, a Pagula or a Jorovic. I don't know, maybe a Martin Kova there. Um, but really a good chance for her to win some uh, good three rounds. But unfortunately, I think this quarter belongs to Sviantek. I, I Her form is, it's not the best, but it's not absolutely terrible. Um, she seems to be the best player um, by far in here. So I think this is her quarter to lose. And, uh, I mean, I, I think that if she can even get past this toughest match, I mean, she's got a tough path, right, with Contavite, who can redline, and then Martich or Muguruza, who's always tough. You know, I guess with Contavite and Muguruza, there's two potential red lines that can get into her path. But it um, seems pretty clear Sviantec quarter here to me. What do you think? Yeah, it's, again, tough to find anybody that's going to really trouble her. It's not the easiest draw in the world. You know, Yuvon's a solid player, although she's had a tough year. Maybe Peterson will be there, but you know, this first couple of matches are easy. Contivates in, in rough form. Maybe Martich can, can give her a match, but you know I'm trying hard to make this sound maybe harder than it is. I don't know, John. Mm -hmm. It's I, the more I look at it, you're right. The easier it looks until she gets to that quarterfinal. And even Garbina is like she didn't look. She's kind. Of, I think she was coming back from injury, uh, right? She had to withdraw from Madrid, and she was super sad about that. And then she, I think she did. Was it Madrid she withdrew from? Um, and then played Rome, and. She did not look great 
in that tournament. She hammered Teague. Okay. Then she did a, a 7-5 third set to beat Bernarda Pera, which isn't the most encouraging. And then she was dismantled by Svitolina, especially in that second set. And that's someone that Svitolina struggles to beat, the bigger strikers of the ball that can play on just about any surface. Those are the people that beat her consistently. That's why she can't win a slam. The Serena's, the Madison Key took, Keys took her out of the U.S. Open one year, the Muguruthas, mm-hmm. the Bardies. Like, these are the people she struggles to beat. And when she dismantles her, that's a huge red flag for me for Garbina. So... It, it, as stacked as quarter does look, I, and I do think it is stacked in terms of talent. I think there's a lot of red flags throughout, as you mentioned with Contemate, the form is just is just not there. You don't know what to expect. Um, Elise Mertens is another one of those in between players like Svitolina. Um, it, it's 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 a tough uh, a tough sell. I'm yeah. a lot more confident that that Svitolina breaks through than Mertens, though. Can, I think Svitolina can beat the top top tier a lot easier than Mertens can. I don't know. I don't think she has the power. I, I, I probably have more confidence in Mary. I don't think either of them really can like can at this point because they both struggled so much with it. But mm-hmm. did 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 spread miss Kennan when he was talking about Ostapenko's path? I think that was my favorite part. <laughs> he started with Blinkova. And I was like, oh we're just writing no, off I Sophia said, Kennan. I said that we oh, okay. that you want to face a hard corner on clay. So if that's uh, okay. your seed, so that was, you yeah, have was to, your reference. Okay. Yeah. If if you have to play a seed, you want to play someone who is seeded because of their performance on other services, right? Okay. And she's yeah. out of form too. So like, I get it. I I, I thought yeah. it was just like a cheeky, um, like way to pass over Ken. But it, instead of the name, he used the reference. Got it. Okay. Yeah. In a lot of All ways, right. it's it sums up her year. It was good that you touched on that, John. It's. Uh, I hope she puts it together at some point. We'll see. Maybe we'll, she'll get it back together. She she did win this once. It's been a little while, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, the second quarter, similar to the first quarter where the bottom half of that quarter is really fun, the top half of this quarter is really fun, but judgment day cometh in the quarterfinals, if you will. So I think you're you're right. we got Schweitek, probably Barty here. What do you guys think that match is going to look like? I mean, based on the odds we're seeing here, it looks like Schweitek would be a favorite there. You know, Kind of off the top of your head, John, roughly what would you have that match at? It would be pretty even in my opinion. Schweitek may be a yeah. small favorite. I think they'll line uh, Shantek as a favorite, and I, I agree that it's probably closer to a pickup. I mean, Ash, like you're talking about the two the, the previous two French Open champions, right? Yeah, and and it's not like Ash didn't defend her title. Yeah. She chose not to play tennis at the end of the, of last year, and she hasn't lost much at all this year. So that that would probably for me that's the match of the tournament if it happens. That semifinal is, I think, you don't want to root for it because like you do like to see the storylines of underdogs. But if you're going to root for a, a chalky match to, to happen in the semifinals, that's the one. Like, that would be the <laughs> one on clay. I think Barty won. Barty won in 2019 or 2018? I'm trying to remember. 2019. She beat Vondi. She, she, she screwed our Vondi ticket, man. Oh, that's right. That was 2019. So it's, <laughs> I forgot. That's, I'm all confused. I'm all backwards. Anyway, let's 18 move. 18 was Kennan, right? 18 was the Kennan. Uh, Kennan won the Australian ago. Open. made the finals. Oh, who did she? I can't. Yeah, never mind. Anyway, yeah, see, we're all a mess. See, folks, this is what happens when we're out of, out of practice. But anything else for you guys here on, on the second quarter? Is there anybody you're looking for once these quarter prices pop up? Again, we wanted to get this out as early as possible, and we'll touch on anything tomorrow. But you know, for right now, is there anybody again that you're looking for? You know, as I look again at that top section, it's tough, but you might get Panko at a big number and could maybe buy out against Swiatek. I don't know. You have, yeah, you'd have to have big numbers because there's a lot of red flags and there's a lot of tough paths, right? When you have a stacked core, there's a, everyone's going to have a tough path, but then they can't give you a big number on just about everyone, right? They've got to have a hold in there somewhere. So you'd, you'd actually probably have to hope for a really short price on Iga 
to create some value out of some other players. Uh, I, I, but I'm not, I'm not keen on betting much of anything in that second quarter from an outright perspective. All right, guys, let's jump into the third quarter. And um, as is the theme in WTA draws this year, the lower you get, the murkier it gets to try to be nice. John, we'll let you start here, but we've got Serena Williams here at the top, Sabalenka at the bottom, a bunch of names there in the middle, probably the ones that stand out the most. You know, you've got Bedosa, um, Kvitova's here, the player formerly known as Rybakina, a few other interesting names. But, you know, as you look through this quarter, how do you see it shaking out? I think. I think um, ultimately we talked, we've alluded to a few players now who have really struggled to put it together at slams um, and who kind of have won a lot of titles, but they, they can't break through it at the big ones. I mean, we have another one here. And if, if this, if there's ever a chance for Arena Sabalenka to do something or to win a slam, this is it. She's in the half she wants to be in. She's in a quarter full of some big names, but not necessarily big names that are going to be super strong on clay. I think she's shown us this year that she's very capable on the surface now and that she can hit through it, but she can also reduce the unforced errors a little bit. Um, and I do think this is her quarter to lose. Uh, in terms of players to watch, <laughs> it gets tough. I mean, I would I would say the, the match of the quarter here in the first round will be Clara Towson against Paula Bedosa. Bedosa's been, I mean, she quietly has put together one of the best seasons on the WTA Tour, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe it's not even that quiet, to be honest, but she's been incredible this year. Uh, I I think that that's a match where if she isn't on you know the top of her game, Tossin is the player that really could hurt her on clay. So um, I, my only again the, the only outrights I'm betting are long shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a few bucks at Clara Tossin three hundred to one with Unibet, and uh, hope she can pull off the what the odds say is a big upset. I don't know if it would be such a big upset to me, but the odds have her I think around plus two hundred or or, or three dollars. Um, on the individual match markets. So uh, that wouldn't be as big of a surprise to me as it would apparently to the market, but I, I that's where I'd lean is is to go with a long shot here. I think in these types of open quarters, uh, long shots are the way to go. Uh, outside of Sabalenka, I just don't see anyone who, who really inspires me right now, especially like this is where Serena is, always dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> a slam. She's, she's got Begu and then like Roos or Buzarnescu. So like, yes, Serena should make should make the third round. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if she lost to Begu personally, but she should make the third round. But I mean, did did did, did anyone see her in Rome, or are like in her few clay matches she's played so far? She's not. She didn't play. play nearly enough. She didn't play nearly enough, and I, I think it's going to cost her here. And I don't think she has much of a chance at, at uh, Roland Garros this year. We still have a few uh, qualifier matches to shake out, but this is an interesting spot for one. You know, as you start to look at some of the women, mm. you know, Kacharetta is always a lot of fun. Um, Arab Arena is a lot of fun. Somebody like even Storm Sanders. I don't know if they could make runs all the way through this, but you know, somebody like that in one of these qualifying spots could be pretty interesting. Osorio Serrano. Right, exactly. Osorio Serrano. I couldn't think about for sure. I mean, there's a few that could be fun in this section. And again, I don't know how confident I'd be if they're facing Bedosa or Sabalenka. And I think it is going to be Sabalenka, but we're not at altitude and we're not indoors. So for the first couple matches, she is going to be outside, which is tougher conditions for her. I think given that she is the third seed and a bigger name, by the time she does face somebody like Bedosa, maybe she can get to one of the bigger courts that's you know not indoors per se, but the bigger stadiums have a little more of that feel and aren't quite as slow as, as some of the outside courts from what I remember. But Again, it's it's a really nice quarter for her. Those first couple matches are easy. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go with our guy GB here 
and I think that this is the value for the quarter. Um, give me Bedosa Gaber. Um, I, I, the French Open is slower than all these other events, right? And I think I think you have it opposite. I think the show courts are the slowest ones, right? Isn't um, Chatrier, you're right, Nadal. That's what Nadal would want. So yeah, I think Chatri is the slowest out of all of them. So I think she's better off in the early rounds, being on the outside. If I remember right, of course, you know it's been uh, you know we had the weird one in September. It helps her keep her errors down. It's yeah, really the important yeah, part, that's I guess. true. But but I like uh, Bedosa. She's been playing fantastic, and we're getting great value here. Um, so I, I don't know if I just really trust Sabalenka on the slow, slow dirt um, that we're going to see over the next fortnight. I would like to back Bedosa. I just wish she had an easier draw. I mean, John touched on Towson there in the first round. Yeah. That's going to be a lot tougher match than, than people maybe give credit. Azarenka is no pushover in these spots, but mm-hmm. I expect Bedosa, of course, to win that. And then you might have a tricky match during the third round. Then it's Sabalenka, you know, probably a favorite there in the quarterfinals, but then she has to beat, well, we'll get to the fourth quarter. It's not that bad, but that good. But I want a little better number than like the 20 is something, 30 is something I'm seeing right now. I think that is the best number I saw was 30 something. So. Yeah. Any other thoughts for you guys here on this quarter before we jump in the fourth? No, I think I think that's pretty good. Do you have any more? Oh wait, no, no, I do have one more. You know who I always bet to win a quarter every Grand Slam, right? I got to do it again. I'm gonna bet Madison Keys. <laughs> not the worst. It, it's like it's like a tradition. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So it's, so give yeah, me a little Madison Keys there quarter unit. And at this point, I don't love it. It's just to keep the tradition going. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on quarter bets tomorrow. I guess as those will be up, I keep mashing refresh on my computer. Yeah, and I mean, if it's something like below five to one, of course I won't. But I mean, I'm thinking it's going to yeah, be like. I think you're going to get a nice number on that. So yeah, we'll touch on those tomorrow. But yeah, again, from an outright perspective, not the number I'd love on Badosa. Sabalenka, the interesting thing there, if you have access to a book where you can each way futures, again, it's two, it ended up being two bets, one of them to win, and then a second bet on them to finish second at half of what their price is to win the tournament. It's kind of an interesting bet here on Sabalenka. Uh, it's basically a bet on her around like three and a half, four to one to make the final. It's not so bad. And then the second ticket, you know, if she makes it that far, you've got a lot of value at eight to one against whoever she's playing. She might be a dog to Barty or Switek, but not an eight to one underdog. So I think that's interesting. That's tough to find. So I'll tip that, but, you know, not for everybody. I won't count it, maybe. <laughs> now, as I said, as the lower we go, things get worse and. We now present for your approval the fourth quarter of the French Open draw featuring Bianca Andreescu and Naomi Osaka, which would be a lot of fun if we weren't hard courts. Unfortunately, <laughs> we are not. Um, you look in the middle here, there are some interesting names, and this really would be a quarter to attack, but the more you look at it, everybody you want to bet is playing each other in the first round. You know, you might be interested in Vondrasov or Kanepi, but they're in the first round. You might be interested in Benjamin or Podoroska. They play each other in the first round. You might be interested, per se, in Anna Samova, Kudermatova, two women that have been playing great, play each other in the first round. Even Andreescu, who, if she's healthy, if what we saw last week was her just taking some practice time to build into form, could be really dangerous in a quarter like this. But she's got somebody like Zidancic, who we know is, you know, hasn't really t- achieved what we thought she could, but it's going to be tough in that match. So you know, as I look at this quarter, it's pretty wide open. And again, like I start looking at Podoroska, I start looking at Kudermatova, maybe Anna Samova, but this just seems like a, a quarter where I'll just look at futures after round two, because it's just, it's so hard to pick someone who has a good opponent in the first round. And if you bet both, you're really just killing yourself. So yeah, what do you see here, John? 
Yeah, I mean, Kudermatova was the one that kind of stood out, but I mean that again, that path for fifty to one, it's just it's not something that inspires inspires me, especially if if BB comes out and like I know she left, I think it was Strasbourg this uh, week, and it it was more, or at least they said it was more about okay, I want to go to Roland Garros, get practicing and get get accustomed to that and and focus on the slam. So if that's the case and she's in form and she rips through Zidansic, I mean it's like all of a sudden, now Kudermatova, who's in that, you know, section, I suppose, of that of that fourth quarter. Now you've got Anisimova, where the odds have him as a pickup. I personally favor her a bit more. I think we'll get to that later. I think that, that there might be value there um, to attack her. But then you've got your second round's not too, too bad, right? Like Buskova, Sinyakova, I think she should handle that. But when you get along to... Andreescu, who if she makes the third round, in all likelihood, she's going to be in decent form and, and have her fitness together. Uh, and unless she plays two, three setters in her first two matches, I'd be worried if I was holding a Kudabritova ticket. So I don't know if you could bet that at 50 to 1. I don't think there's many numbers. Like this is a this is a quarter you should look to attack. And if you find value on something, I would actually probably wager a half to full unit on a high number here. Um, you know, maybe you like Podoroska. Uh Maybe you like Bertens to to come out of nowhere and be like, oh, I'm back. You know, my fitness is back, my form is back, and off I go. I don't know. She's 150 to one. If you if you have that hunch, maybe you go there. But I, there's just too many question marks uh, and not enough clay talent here, and too many good first round matches for me when I'm looking at the numbers and, and trying to assess, you know, where the value is. I just don't see much. Yeah, I like what you said, and, and maybe to build on that a little bit, instead of betting those matches in the first round, just bet the outright of whoever you think is going to win. What do you think here, Spread? I mean, what do you think of that strategy in general? And then is there anybody that stands out to you here? Yeah, well, I haven't seen Snyze in the chat yet, but I'm, he's going to love this. I'm with him here. I may not be a big Eurovision fan, Snyze, but I love your breakdown <laughs> of this quarter. And I think Podoroska is the way to go. You know, we talked about, you know, a young player emerging. And for us that watch these tournaments, and I even told you guys I've taken a step back and I haven't capped it as much. But for the real, real casual that doesn't even watch, right, the last thing they watch was maybe the Masters in Miami, maybe the Australian Open. Podoroska would be, you know, coming out of nowhere. And, and what wouldn't it be as big a surprise to us? I do think she's got some great value here. And I think when you look at this quarter, you talk about it being all over. And I can tell you about, uh, you know, why I don't want to take any of the chalkier players. I don't trust Andreescu to stay healthy. You know, I made the Chris Paul joke before we started, but, you know, it's kind of feeling the same there. Um, you talked about Anna Samova and Kudermatova. Not only do they have tough first-round matches, I don't know if I trust them um, to go seven matches in a row. You know I love Kristea, so I'm not going to say anything bad about her, but I don't realistically think she could win. Um, AVU, Trevesan, no. Ndasha, I love her, no. Um, bench is, is it's probably maybe the toughest round match of the first three, three, three rounds for her. So uh, I love Podoroska here. And on the bottom, you know, we have Naomi Osaka. She already knows she's going to lose. Why do you think that she doesn't want to do press? Yeah. <laughs> don't get me start. Don't get me started on Naomi Osaka not doing press because it's a mental health issue. Wait, you're saying that you just John, played three Maple hours? Game. Maple Leafs game. Maple Leafs yeah, game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maple Leafs but game. Serious, no, 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 no. Maple no. Leafs game. Just quick. All right. Just quick. The, yeah. the, the <laughs> mental go. health. The mental health on court is much tougher than sitting facing a question about the performance on court. Let's get real here. We'll get into I mean, it more seriously tomorrow. I can't believe that Naomi's never heard of Marshawn Lynch. I mean, seriously, how did she not just pull that? That would have been ten times better. I'm just here, so I don't get fined. We'll go next time. I'm just here, All so right, I don't folks. get fined. 
before we lose control of things and Jorge's friends are here partying while we're trying to finish this up. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the fourth quarter? Again, the only thing that sticks out to me, I keep looking at Potoroska prices. I found 85. Oh, okay. oh man, that's close. So close. I, I wanted 100, but that's mm, – I'm going to think about that one. That one. I uh, don't think. That. Just submit. I love it. Oh, 85. Maybe Potoroska is better than that. 85 to 1. Yeah. Frejakova, 200 to 1 was a sprinkle for me. Um, and John, you sprinkled a couple others, I think. Uh, Tossin, Tossin, and uh, Krejcikova, 200, and Tossin, three, yeah, 303, and then spread. You're going to go with Podoroska and then keys to win the quarter whenever that opens up. That's right. All right, so we'll touch on those some more. Nick, I saw your question in here from a fan's perspective. I was Googling here quickly while they were talking. It looks like there's going to be at least a thousand fans in the three show courts here to start, and they're going to ramp up those fans. Um, we'll see how it goes. Well, they things are well, they things by a week, right? Yeah, things are in flux here, and, and the article I read was written at the beginning of the month, so I'm sure it's a dynamic situation. But there should be some fans here, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, there's no mice in Putin save his hotel room. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm pro mice in Putin save his hotel room. <laughs> I enjoyed that content. We're going to get into tennis players being whiny about nothing. Yeah. All right, first round. We're not going to touch on every match, of course, here, but we've got some more we want to touch on, and we'll start with Miss Andreescu against Zidancic here. Andreescu, a solid favorite, minus 185, you know, right around 1.53, 1.54. Zidancic, plus 150 or 2.5. The uh, angle here that interests me the most was the total. I was taking a look here. Um, they gave me 20.5 at Standard Juice when this opened up earlier, so I hit the over 20.5. I mean, Andreescu overs have generally been pretty good, and Zidancic is also kind of an over player. You know, John, you have kind of a good feel for both of them. What do you think of that play? Uh, I mean, if it's going to go over, I'd almost prefer Zidancic. Like, if it's if, if Andreescu is not going to roll her, I, I think that Zidancic's a very live dog. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see the angle, but for me, it's just, it's such a toss up on, and it's there's too many variables on BB for me to quantify really where the price should be. So I've just I've just decided to pass on it. Yeah, the, the more I look at it, I make it kind of like a seven five six four seven six six three, and even seven five six three. You know, I've got twenty one games there, so I just think that that's more likely than not. Even if Andreescu wins in two, um, any of you guys got any other thoughts on this match? I mean, originally saw the draw. I thought this was going to be I'd be betting Zidanezic here, but they priced it to take away all of Andreescu's um, issues with fitness, conditioning, and even be able to make the, through the whole match without a withdrawal. So um, books did a great job here. It, it's lined right. I thought there'd be value on Zidanezic. It didn't appear. I will agree. That's a good point spread. It's a fascinating line if you consider what lines on Zidanezic used. I'm sorry, lines on Andreescu used to be. Yeah. I, I agree. I thought we'd get plus 200 to plus 250 here, and it's nowhere near that number. Yeah. The next match should be a lot of fun. Amanda Anasimova is going to play Veronica Kudermatova. Should just be an absolute treat. It looks like it's just about a pick em. Looks like money's coming a little in on Anasimova, but depending on where you look, it's right around minus 110 or 1.91 everywhere. Spread, how do you see this one going? Um, yeah, I lean towards Kudermatova here. Anasimova's probably got more talent. I think Kudermatova's probably a li in a little better form here. Um, you know, she made it one round farther in Rome, and of course, uh, lost to Barty. That's not that bad a loss. Yeah. And uh, most recently, you know, Anasimova lost to Goff. Wasn't really too impressed with that performance. But she's beating the people she needs to beat, right? Uh, unfortunately, she got a tough, real tough draw here. Um, I like Kudermatova here. Yeah, exactly. Is Kunmertova one of those people she's supposed to beat? Probably not. I mean, look, yeah. who is Veronica lost? I understand like a lot of her stuff was an altitude on green clay or whatever, but I think it's been like Barty, Kvitova, 
uh, and Mertens, I think. And then she yeah. got revenge on Mertens and has beaten Elise. So that's a that's a good win. Like it takes someone like a pretty big name. Um, and the one thing Anisimova has going for is the people, the similarity between those people who beat Kudermitova is a, a lot of them have that big game, right? Kavita Vabardi, um, beat her with a, with a big game. So that's something Anisimova will have going for her, right? She does have that huge, uh, those huge weapons and she has made a run here before. So like she, she has the power that can kind of transcend through the slow clay, but I, I do think there's value on Kudermitova here. Yeah. So if, so you, would you take Kudermitova at this number? I mean, I lean Kudermitova. Yes. I would want plus something. So you like her at 1.91. Okay. Yeah, I think she should be probably like minus 125, minus 130. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to wait till it's plus something. Spread, are you betting this? Um, I don't know. <laughs> right now, I have not bet it. I'm going to wait to see how much I have outlaid in the first round. If I end up finding a lot of spots I like, I have no problem leaving this off. Um, but if I don't have that much outlaid, I, I do like Kudermitova a lot. So it's really just going to be on how much I'm willing to risk on the first round. Um, because normally I like to lay low in the first rounds. So if I end up finding a bunch of other spots, I, I could see myself crossing this one off. Yeah. Let's jump into the next match. Now we've got, and you're going to love this, John, Azarenka Kuznetsova 11. This is the 11th time they've played. Azarenka is 6-4. and four. They played. Now, there's one that matters here. It's not on clay, but they did play in Doha in 2021. That was this year. But um, Azarenka beat her 2-0. It's, it's not a surprise, but it's kind of a funny match. Azarenka hasn't played too much. Just Madrid since um, Miami, where she lost to Pagula and retired. So we don't know what her health is like. Kuznetsova... It's just been bad all year. You know, you look, she had a couple matches in St. Petersburg. She won, but outside of that, it's been pretty rough. If you look at the line here, Azarenka is a big favorite, minus 350, you know, so you're right around like 1.3 or so, plus 274 for Kuznetsova, 3.74. Does this stand out to anybody in either sort of way? It feels to me kind of like an under spot, but I don't know. It's I don't like attacking matches for people who haven't been playing, frankly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I mean, I lean towards Vika, but I'm not going to get involved here. Um, both these players, I mean, talk about a match that we want. It's, it's weird, right? Tape steady, we already know their games. Uh, and so we might not even need to watch the whole match, right, John? But we need to we need to watch some games to see the current form. Oh, for sure. Right? For both and, of them. Yeah. yeah. And then once we see that, I think we're going to be able to, to much more accurately judge um, in the second round going forward. But I have no problems um, just watching. And the best part about this one, some of these tape studies, I want to watch both sets or all three sets. I think I can probably get away with three or four games here uh, really to see how much because it's going to be tough for us trying to take all that information. And that's why it's great doing the networking because, you know, nobody can watch even half the Everything. matches. Yeah. Yeah. There's no on demand for now. There's no more on demand. Like, you don't have WTTV to go back for this. That's annoying. Yeah. Now, is, speaking huh? of speaking of people that haven't been playing much tennis and definitely not playing well, my former nemesis, Kiki Burton. <laughs> I want to announce the end of this. I've done very well on Kiki Burton's matches the last 10 times or so. So, you know, knock on wood. That's what that sound is. Vince folks. Carter, it's over. I jinx myself. But, yeah. again, she's about to pick him here against Herzog. Herzog taking a little bit of money, sneaking out here to a small favorite. You know, it's minus 115, minus 105. You know, right in that 187 versus 195 range, if you will. You know, you're kind of picking somebody. You know, if Burton's been playing and she's been playing well, you'd hammer this. I mean, this would be uh, a super duperty max play, even for me. But she hasn't been I'm, playing, so John, I'm I taking it anyway. I'm taking it anyway. I believe who play? like she's only one and one. Okay, I get it. But like the one loss I believe was to Kudermitova on clay, mm -hmm. if I'm not I mistaken. So. I I think it was six. It was in Madrid. Six, four, yeah, yeah, six four six three. 
Um, it's not like, you know, I, she had a win there, although it was against like a 15 or 16 year old, like one of the best 15 or 16 year olds in the world, um, up there with, uh, Fruvirtova, but uh, that, that's not an impressive win. But then, you know, she comes along and loses to Kudovirtova and it's not like she lost like love and won. And I, I just don't think that Herzog is at near at anywhere near Kudermatova's level. I don't know why the, there's so much disrespect here just because she hasn't played much. I think there's still value here. And I understand she she could very well lose um, or still not be fit. But at, at $1.95, I, I think this is going a little too far on the overreaction train. I know traps don't exist, but it feels a little trappy. It might be the head-to-head. I mean, the, the last time they played was in 2020, but it was in Rome, which is a great comparison for these settings. Yeah. And, you know, Herzog beat her six and four pretty cleanly there. What do you think of this match spread? I mean, are you going any direction here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily, um, you know, running down Burton's as much as Herzog. This is her best surface, uh, and she beats the player she's supposed to beat. Um, and, and loses to the better players, right? So if Kiki's, uh, you know, up to form, she, she'll probably come up short. But if she's anything, you know, 80, anything less than 80% of full Burtons, um, I think her cog gets it done here. I see why this is lined, and I have no problem passing on this match um, because it just seems like there's plenty of matches where we know we, have, we can have great tape and really trying to make an informed decision. Too much guessing in this one. Next match we have circled here. Katarina Siniakova is a big favorite, folks. What are Marie Buzkova, no less. Now, we'll get to Buzkova and why this is. It's not out entirely outrageous, but Buzkova's right around two, a two-to-one underdog. Seeing Siniakova minus 250, that would be 1.4, if you will. But as you look back, I mean, Buzkova has just had an absolutely rough year. She withdrew in the first round um, or retired. Not sure exactly which one it was, but against Kvitova, loses in Stuttgart to Vondrasovin too, lost in three sets in the second round of Charleston to Tom Lujanovic. She did get a win in the first round, but lost in the first round in Miami. Just has had a really rough go of it, but it's Sinyakova. She's yeah. big of an underdog. Don't we just like long-term have to hold our nose and bet this? I did. Talk. T- tell me Tell me why I'm nuts, John. You don't think, you well, don't think she, this is a great idea. She's just night and day hardcore to clay, right? Like, she, she's just not a clay court player. Sinyakova, like she is, she can, she can be. I, I I don't think I can bet her minus games because this could easily be, you know, 6-2, 2-6, And, you know, I think this is probably in the range of four and a half to five games. Uh, so I don't think that that's, that's a possibility because she's, but she is too erratic. I mean, I wouldn't hate, if you could get plus one and a half sets somewhere near even money, that might be um, the look here or the over, but I don't know if I can, I can bet the money line. Even like at this number, it implies what thirty three percent of the time she wins. I don't think she wins this thirty three percent of the time. Let me double check that plus one and a half set price. But what say you, spread? Yeah, I'm staying off. I mean, it's a hurt player coming back. Um, I'm partial to Sinikova as it is, so I think that you are getting good value. I mean, I wouldn't even put Sinikova in a parlay here. You know, if you did like her to advance. Um, but I'm, I have no problems passing on this one. I, I can root it in for you, though. Yeah, I see what you mean, John. I mean, Buzkova hasn't had a ton of success on clay, but it's against an error-prone Sinyakova, two to one. You know, I'm happy to, to flip the weighted coin there in, in my favor. Um, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. And the one and a half sets price, by the way, don't bet this. I'm looking at plus one and a half sets, mm-hmm. minus 150. That's oh, why I don't like those markets unless I'm getting over even money. It's just it's it's such a huge discrepancy. The book I'm looking at is pretty expensive, so it might be better elsewhere, but it's not like plus money better elsewhere. It's probably no. minus 125 somewhere else. So 
onward we go. Um, you know, after the Siniakova match here, the next one that we had up, uh, Clara Burrell is playing Donka Kavinich. Uh, Burrell, a small favorite here, right around minus 125. I'm seeing Kavinovic, um, you know, even money, plus 100 or two, if you will. Um, keep looking at Burrell here. She had kind of a nice week last week. I was disappointed at, you know, her final match there against Alexandrova. I thought she had a chance to be more competitive, but it wasn't all that great. What did you think of, of you know, Burrell last week, John, and, and what do you think of this match? Well, I was really hoping to get her at plus money. I really was. And I see this number, I'm like, damn. Um, like I wanted some decent plus money, but Mark, I guess market's caught up to her. Uh, I probably won't be betting this match. If anything, if Donka, if if this keeps drifting, and Donka gets into uh, better plus money, I think I'll probably be on her side. I think that um, there. I don't think betting Burrell here as a favorite is is probably the wisest thing to do. But um, I, I, I at this price, I wouldn't be on anything. I, I need more. I need far a little, not far more, but ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty cents more to bet Donka here. Now, going back to players that spread knows and has heard of, Madison Keys is a big favorite, minus 333 or 1.3 against Ocean Dodan. Dodan plus 254. Someone we like betting as an underdog, but not necessarily on clay. What do you think, spread? Is, does Maddie come out here and we see Maddie Slam Keys, the great Maddie Slam Keys? Does she cover a big number? I mean, first of all, I want to say that I've watched some Kovinich. I do like her. Unfortunately, I think the form is regressed. And Burrell's a great young player from France. I know these players. I'm just not going to bet it. Now, <laughs> to what I am going to bet. This is my first first-round bet. I'm betting over in this match. I got two servers here. Um, I like Dodan to get some holds here. One of them goes to tiebreak. I get the over. Uh, maybe maybe a tiebreak might be a better way to get it because I think one set will be close. I like the over in this match, but I saw John kind of make a face. Uh, I don't think he's with me. What do you think? You don't think uh, Dodan can keep up? I'm leaning towards keys. What is it? If it's minus four, uh, yes, I'm in. If it's four and a half, I'm on the fence. Look at um, a twenty and a half on the games. Keys is minus four and a half. Oh yeah. What's the what's the what's the price on four and a half? Is it is it minus money? Um, it's minus one fifteen, but it's minus yeah, one fifteen no, each way, so you can get minus one ten somewhere else. It's yeah, straight no, no. I was hoping if I could get like a a, a plus money plus, minus four and a half, I'd. I'd Probably on keys, but that sounds about right. Four and a half is, is probably fair. Uh, I I could see this being an absolute, you know, six four six two or six three six two type match. Though I really do. Osando Dana has not impressed me on clay. Um, even even at home, if you want to give her a game because she's on French soil, and there might be a I don't know. If you want to give her a game for that, I still think four and a half could be covered. So no, yeah, uh, I I, won't I just I I just Madison. Even if she's rolling, right, she could be up six one, and then she goes in that spray mode. I mean, it's just uh, I, I I do like the over here. So this will be fun, Hori. We can send each other messages and, and gloat about who's right. To shout out our buddy Snize again, you know what might be the better angle here, spread ladder first set over ladder, yeah, first set over because <laughs> I right, think I this could be a tight first set, and then it kind of gets out of hand if Keys wins. Yeah. Um, yep, I think that might be a better angle. So look at something like that. I think I just talked myself into that. We'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll post yeah. that. We'll mention it tomorrow. Next match up, uh, Fernandez playing Anastasia Potapova. Fernandez just still waiting for her. She's minus 145, you know, right around 1.69 or so. Potapova's plus 120 or 2.2. You know, what have you seen from Fernandez this year so far, John? And, and do you think she this is the event she could put it together? I mean, we've seen young players make runs at the French Open. In fact, the last four, I think, are first-time um, Grand Slam winners, maybe the last five even, going back to Muguruza. Yeah, but I don't think she has. I think she's got like the defensive abilities of maybe a Kennan or like that. Like, but when you look at the similarities between like Vondrasova 
um, or Kennen or Iga. I don't think that that Layla is quite at like the level all round just yet. She has like one aspect maybe in common with a few of them, but she doesn't have the overall game yet. I'm not sold. She should be such a big favorite here. I think, you know, she's done. I think she's done very well in a lot of like 250 events, if I'm not mistaken, in like Mexico with weak fields. But in these big events against someone like Anastasia Potapova, I don't know if I'm I'm convinced that she should be a big favorite here. I, I, I'm going to stare at this for a while, I think. Um, but if I'm on a side here, it'll be on Potapova. Sadly, I, I mean, I'll, I'll root wow. to lose no, a, a unit for my Canadian for the Canadian. Like, but I mean, I'm going to bet the value whether I'm cheering for the Canadian or not because that's what you're supposed to really do. Um, and, and yeah. But uh, never would you run on Potapova because I'm a, I'm kind of with you there. I'm waiting for it to drift out a little more, but we're getting close. Like if it gets to it's, plus yeah. one thirty territory, I was going to say plus yeah. one twenty five. So I was like at plus one twenty. I'm I'm really close right now. Like this is it's still mispriced. I don't I just don't know if you're you've you've got enough of a misprice, enough of an edge to get past the vig yet. And I think another five cents, maybe six seven cents, and I I I pull the trigger. Yeah. What do you think? I, I don't I don't tr I don't trust Potapova here. I, I, That's the issue. Is is the I just worry that if she gets behind, she just she just packs it in. I've seen her too many times do that, and I think Layla is the type of player that could frustrate you and just make you want to pack it in. So, um, not saying that I'm going to bet against you guys, but I wasn't surprised when Layla was the favorite there um, because I can see other betters struggling to get behind Potapova too, and it seems like they are going to have to hang up that price to where. You know, we're doing what you just talked about. I don't really know if I want to do this, but but the numbers dictate that I should. But I think that's they have to do that sort of price in order to get the even money on each side. Yeah, because Pova is hard to back when she just melts down. She'll go on a, a, a little. She she loses two games, and then you see her mentally check out. I mean, I'd say she's one of the worst on tour for just visibly being able to see a player being checked out. I just want to touch on this one quickly. Yes, no answer, unless you have something really interesting to say. Does it make sense that Yuvon's 11-1 to 1 underdog against Switek? Kind of, because she's, her injury and she hasn't won anything since coming back, I guess. But, I mean, it, uh, this, it is, I would, like, that's a stunning number for sure. Yeah, I think I have to pass, but it caught my eye. Vondrasova's a small favorite against Kanepi. You know, Kanepi is someone that actually has better results on clay than you might think, given what you see in her game, but... Andre Silva's minus 125, getting to minus 127, and right around the 1.8, getting the high 1.7s. I hate betting on Vondra Silva. It's just disappointing. Should I just hold my nose and do that? What, what, what do you think, John? I think this is probably about right. I mean, Vondi hasn't shown us anything to inspire you know, confidence in her being a big favorite. I think the surface favors her in a big way, and I think that's why she's you know a, a somewhat decent-sized fav favorite. Uh, but I, I, I'm passing on this match. What do you think, Spread? I would think that Vondrasova would be someone that I'd be looking to fade, and Jorge's talked about this before. Unfortunately, I don't think this is the spot here with Kanepi coming in, not in good form either. Uh, lost her most three recent matches on, on clay. Um, I mean, lose to Coco. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Coco spot. playing better, but, I'm, but she lost to Kozlova which I don't think is necessarily, you know, that doesn't inspire me. And then losing to Kudermatov is whatever. You beat Diaz on clay. I mean, that's that's nothing to write home about. And that's her clay um, season overall so far. So I do agree that Vondrasova is ripe for the fade. I just don't think this is the spot. Panko, your girl spread. Solid favorite here, minus 185. Struggle with what that number is. It's like 1.55 or something. Kennan's plus 150, or right around 2.5. What do you think here, Spread? I mean, Panko's a big dog. I'm sorry, a big favorite that, that generally makes you nervous. 
it always makes me nervous, especially against, you know, a player like Cannon who is the exact opposite of her, right? We're going to get the effort. We're going to get the intensity. And she doesn't get down on herself. Uh, well, maybe not get down on herself, but you know what I'm saying? I feel a little better about the consistent uh, effort from Cannon there. Um, Penko has been playing a little better. And I think that she will have, um, uh, what's her name with her? Who's the girl that won Wimbledon? In, in like 2015. I can't remember Penko's coach's name, Bartoli. Yeah, Marian Bartoli, thank you. Yeah, I think she'll have her with her. Oh, I, don't know that. I, I don't even know. I mean, that just shows you like how like <laughs> far down I am on, on the Toronto, Toronto Raptors depth chart to be forgetting stuff like that. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I like Penko here. And let's go ahead. And uh, I don't think I'm going to bet it because we never bet Penko as a fave. Uh, but but come on, Penko, let's advance so I can get some, some value on here as a dog later in the tournament. I saw um, Philly 76 fan in there. I don't know if I'd play this over at 21. Go over two and a half sets. If you can get over two and a half sets around plus 155, plus 160, that's going to be a much better look than the total because if this goes two, it's going to be fast. And and no French fans better throw popcorn on Ostapenko. Let me just say that. Panko set unders. Sneaky good bets. <laughs> Kirstea, a big favorite again, you know, off a long week, but should have some time to rest. Minus two. 40, you know, getting close to that 1.4 number, probably right around 142. Conta plus 1.87 or 2.87 makes sense to me. I mean, do you guys think Conta finds the form that she had last year at all? I I, I, I want to bet that number. I don't know if I, if I can justify it, though, all things considered. Are you betting it? Is it a fatigue fade, or are you just like Conta at that number? No, I just better. I would just like Conta at that number. Oh, my light's going okay. here. What do you think, Spread? Anything, Dad? Yeah, I like Kirstea here. I don't believe in that last year. I think that that was like a bubble. That was like a bubble, or two years ago that she beat us, right? A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that that was like bubble. We're throwing those results out. We'll go all the other results. Give me Kirstea on clay. I'll take that. Contivate a solid favorite over Galubitier minus two thirty three plus one eighty six for Galubitier right around two point eight six. I like the over here. They hung a nineteen okay. and a half to start. Let me just make sure that that's still around. Okay. Um, Oh, no, it's up to 21. What number did I bet? But anyway, like the over there, let me just double check what number. No, I you I did like not get 21. a game and a half of CLV on a tennis total. No, I think I got half a game, though. Okay, half a game is, is pretty standard. But a game yeah, I did. I got half a like game. Anyway, I like legendary, 21. Like, Bo would have to come on the pod just to congratulate you <laughs> if you did that. Just half a game. I got 20 and a half. I'm seeing 21. Still like that number. Wouldn't play the sets over here. Again, I just think this is kind of a long two-set match. Again, what do you guys think of this? Contivate um, Golubic. Any angles from either one of you? I kind of just uh, passed over this match, but I do like your angle. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have agreed with you, but I think Golubic is coming back to, to earth in terms of her clay form. She's had two really bad losses in her last, I believe, two matches. Um, or last two tournaments, sorry, St. Godin's and um, like the Challenger 125K, I think. But either way, I, neither loss was inspiring for me. And that has been beating players that she should beat like this relatively well. So I, 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 I'm going to stay away on this one. One of the more interesting lines, Magda Lynette almost minus 600 against Chloe Paquette, who's about plus 410, plus 415, depending on where you look. I got plus 440 earlier. This number doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Does it make a whole lot of sense to anybody else? I know Paquette's been losing nope. matches, but they've been closer to good players. I mean, four to one. Parlay protection? That's the only thing I can think. 
Even then, you would have to hang this. I mean, you, you pointed it off in the chat, yeah. and, and I hadn't. It didn't stand out to me when I originally went over, but probably because I never really circled the net or Piquet matches to begin with. But then when you did draw my attention to it, I said, "You're right. That that number is way off." Well, it's in better form. I mean, she's been winning matches, but right. this is the much worse surface for her. You look at any set of data for any year. Yeah, Piquet's much better on her on clay. It just it makes too much sense to me. So we'll, we'll grab the underdog there. Now, now, John, you wanted to talk about this Martin Kova Jurovic match. Martin Kova's yeah. minus two ten, you know, right around one four nine, and Jurovic is plus one seventy. What are you doing here? This is the absolute worst match of the first round, and that's all I wanted to really say about it. it wasn't from a betting perspective. <laughs> it's actually in the worst. It's actually in the worst clay section of this. It's like Pagula, Lin Zhu, and these two. Woof! No, thank you. Next. Muguruza minus 525 <laughs> against Kostyuk. I'm happy to back Kostyuk here. She likes clay. She's been playing, winning matches here and there. Muguruza, you know, I don't think she's 100% healthy. So I backed uh, Kostyuk right around close to 4-1, to one, maybe a little less than that. I'm looking at plus 375 now. What do you guys think? Are you with me on the underdog here? Uh, what price did you get? Uh, right, I think it was plus 385. Oh, yeah, that price. I'm with you. Look at plus three seventy five well, right now. Yeah, Actually, I, I mean that doesn't that. that doesn't really change the implied probabilities all that much when you're that high up. A, a move of ten cents doesn't really doesn't <laughs> yeah. really change. No. It might be like a, a four tenths of a percentage point. I'm, I don't have a calculator right in front of me, it, uh, it but scale. it's not very big. Yeah, yeah. So I like Kostyuk there. It sounds like you guys do too. Uh, Perry is playing Sasnovich here. Perry, the uh, local wild card, hasn't been playing terribly well. You know, John, you circled this match. Are you back in the underdog here? Is this a yeah. spot where Sasnovich? Oh, you somebody? are. I thought you were going to lay it here. No, God, no, no. It's it's no, he's Sasnovich, Sasnovich has Sasnovich. been getting so much respect this clay season. It's boggling to the mind. I've opposed her at least three times now, two, three times, um, and I'm glad to do it again. Um, I think at this price, you're you're going to get you're going to get closer to even money at plus one and a half sets, and I do think uh, Paris is someone who's not really well known yet and should be just fine on the clay. And and Sasnovich can, as we know, throw four game stretches away by herself. So yeah, I'll be on the underdog here. Mikhail Pavlyuchenkova. Now, not too interested in the money line here. I'm looking at uh, Pavlyuchenkova minus four fifty. Mikhail plus three forty. But the total at twenty and a half. That's half a game too low, folks. So I like the over twenty and a half here. Mikhail's been pretty competitive. Pavlyuchenkova has been playing well on clay, but she loves long matches. You go back and look; they're littered with tiebreakers and seven fives. Mikhail the same way here. So I grabbed the over 20 and a half. Did you guys have anything for this match? No, but I can't disagree with your play on the over. It should be a close match. Podoroska Benchich, we talked about this a little bit already. It should be very competitive. It's lined as a coin flip. Podoroska's minus 110. There might be a little value in Podoroska, but it's just so hard for me to handicap Benchich, yeah, given the highs too. and lows that we've seen from her at different points. I mean, do either of you have a strong opinion here? Have you laid any money on the line? No, I it seems like the a right fascinating price. match. I think I'm the one that, that checked it in the box in the matches because it's fascinating. But uh, unfortunately, you already said what my point was going to be. If you like, if you want to bet this match, just bet the outright. Yeah. Just, 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 just yeah. if you like benches here, take her as an outright. Because if she gets through this, to one, that's going to indicate to me that she's in good form. And two, I think it's her toughest match of the first three or four rounds, right? So. I mean, uh, th that's just the way that I'm approaching this match. And, and I'm going to be on Podoroska. We talked about that earlier. But if Belinda were to win this match and then make a nice little run here, would I be that surprised? Not really. 
Yeah, and I, just looking through other matches like that, I would put Anna Samova and Kudamatova in that. If you like somebody yeah. there, make sure yeah. you sprinkle the outright a little bit because they're in a nice spot. Next one up, Ohms Jabor minus 167 um, against Yulia Putin-Seva. Um, Putin-Seva plus 137 or 2.37. Putin-Seva having a pretty just not good clay season, if, if I can be perfectly honest. Just really struggled here. And we haven't seen Jabor for a while. I guess this line looks just about right. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I mean, I think that if I could only watch one match in the first round, uh, this this might be it. I might not even watch my favorite player because I think this is that an interesting. I just think it's a fascinating matchup here um, because first of all, Putin save is so much fun to watch, and then Jabor. I'm really, I'm really curious to see how both these players go. I have like a wide, a high spectrum of variance on both their players and, and how well they can do in this tournament. So I want to get a handle on it early, and I and I think it could be a lot of fun. I think that Jabor could really uh, flummox Poots a little bit, which means we can get some of those fun gifts and all the reactions that we love um, here. So um, I, I do like Jabor to, to pass on, but but I'm not going to bet it because I think that Putin Seva, as bad as she's played in, in, the, in the other ones, in the, in the lead-up, some of them I will cross off, right? She's a player who I think can turn it around really quickly, especially because she plays off with the crowds and the energies. And we talked about it won't be full, um, but the bigger stage I think also helps us get a better version of Putin Seva than what we've seen so far. Yeah, it could be a kind of a beautiful disaster situation. Oh, the next match those. we had circled uh, Brady's playing Sevastova here. Brady, a small favorite, just out of respect mm -hmm. for how good she's been all year, right around minus 125. Sevastova, <laughs> even money, two to one. Not on clay necessarily, but, you know, she's, she's been playing all right. Has she been hitting since the Aussie, though? Not really. I mean, not since the clay season's really started. So it sounds like, John, you like Sevastova then at plus money. Have you backed her? On the surface, I would certainly rather play uh... – so I guess in Madrid and Rome, she finally got a, a win, but she hadn't won a dang match for a while. And it was like Venus Williams and Yelena Ostapenko. I bet Panko in that match, by the way, spread. So, yeah, nice job, Yelena, losing to Brady, who, who had one win in months. Um, and she lost 6-2, 6-1. That's a write-off. I don't give her any credit for that. You beat Shui Zhang. Okay, she sucks on clay. Venus Williams is – I don't need to start on that. Uh, and and Panko, like, who have you beat since Australia? No one. Give me some ask. Pedosa Towson, this this one's interesting. I haven't backed Towson because she's really struggled at, at the last couple months or so, but she's plus 270 or 3.7 against Pedosa. Pedosa's minus 350, minus 360 or you know, in the 1.27-ish range. I mean, Pedosa's been great. Like you said, John, she's been one of, if not the best players on tour so far this year. So does this line make sense to you, or are you going to be back in Towson here as well as Sprinkle on the outright or just the outright? No, yeah. I'll be I'll be backing uh, Clara here probably like a half unit just just out of principle for how talented she is and how much she does like to clay even if she's probably done better indoors so far um, from what people who watch the WT tour have seen but those who who have watched her coming up as a junior know she actually you know prefers the clay is probably going to do very well in the clay one day and so yeah I'll take plus two seventy uh, this is a form line plain and simple I mean Bedosa someone we as a, as a podcast been talking about for years along with Kudrovitova loving to bet her as a dog because she's got such a nice game. I respect her, but I, I think this, this is a little excessive. I, I think so too. And I wonder if this is a spot where I attack that plus one and a half sets instead of the spread, but ugh, it's only like plus one ten. It's such a big number, but I think you're right. I'm going to end up with a sprinkle on Towson here a little bit. I don't see how you not do that. Um, Wang Jiang is playing Su Wei Shea in a match that is really odd. Cause I think this, uh, falls <laughs> in that beautiful disaster category. Yeah, uh, like, why did you is that every Shea match? <laughs> well, Wong's minus 500. Wrong. That's wrong. What are that's they? What I mean, uh, don't you have to it? bet Shea at plus 360? 
I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, she's I mean, awful on Clay. did I have mean, that one win over uh, Christian there at the beginning. They're both of, uh, bad on Clay. Yeah, they're both really bad. Yeah, but I mean, although Wong did have a nice little run at Parma. Yeah, Wong, like Wong is is somewhat. She's a lot more competent. She's not somewhat competent, but she's a lot more competent than Sue Wei. Like, Shay just hates it. I, you know, she's obviously going to turn up and try at a Grand Slam, but I just don't like. It's just, nah, I don't know. I'm taking her. I sprinkled it a little bit there. And the last uh, match, I, I, don't, I can't argue with you there. I mean, Wong, it, it, she can beat herself too. What? So. It's just, it's not a good number. And finally here, Watson's playing Diaz. Watson plus 170. Diaz right around minus 215. Um, you know, 1.48 or so there. What do you hey, think I here, put Spread? this one in, but I put it in as a question. I like to fade Diaz on clay, but I don't know if Watson's the player to do it with. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Well, normally. I think this you know, is the worst match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. No, no, Jorovic and Martin Sova. Now I'm not even. We're not even getting into this debate. I just I refuse <laughs> to accept another opinion on that because no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but uh, in all honesty, Watson's never really a, a strong clay candidate for yeah, a fade here, and especially when she's lost what six matches, five matches in a row now, mm-hmm. dating back yeah. to the Aussie. She hasn't won a match mm-hmm. since the Australian Open when she beat Christina Pushkova in that in those two tie breaks. She's lost everything since, uh, and they've all been, with the exception of Harriet Dart, who is not a you know a world beater they've all been not they had none of them been remotely close so she's in terrible form i'd wait hope diaz wins and then see if you can get a half decent number um to fade her with in the next round man you made a pretty good argument for this being the worst match there though yeah you know oh, <laughs> damn you. oh jorovich is the same way and so they believe game yeah i gotta go <laughs> all right folks that is everything those are all the first round matches we want to talk about if we skip something you have any questions dm us individually dm the account at Networth pod we'll cover them tomorrow because we will be back covering the men's we haven't scheduled it yet as you probably know, watching the show, it's very up in the air. So we'll see how that goes. It probably depends a lot on the Maple Leafs game and how John does in there. But we'll, we'll be back yeah. tomorrow talking about men's tennis, and we'll be sure to cover any of that stuff. Thank you for watching. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll be back very soon. All right. Let's go, Panko. Good luck in all.